You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Darker Projects welcomes you to Quantum Retribution. Once you enter, you may never escape. To a precious few it was a paradise, a haven from the hectic pace of the real world. Others, it was a nightmare. Nothing on this quaint island is as it seems. Beneath the tranquil lull of the ocean and the beautiful gardens, Dr. Nathaniel Lothman carved out a project based on Dr. Sam Beckett's theories on time travel. Hungry for the power to reform history to his own liking, Dr. Lothman integrated himself into the project and became Lothos. As his staff work to his ultimate goal, their lives are held in the balance. Still vigilant to be who they are in a complex where danger lurks around every corner, their secrets lie buried and passions rest dormant. But for how long? Last on Quantum Retribution. Where to shoot you first? Please, please don't kill me. <laughs> and spoil my little present to your father. I don't think so. Lothos, retrieve Dr. Malvison immediately. She's been shot. What do you want me to do, Lothos? Find Beckett and kill him. Now, I am charging you to select and test two candidates to take Zoe's and your places as senior leaper and observer. If you fail, you will be the one in the infirmary instead of Zoe, and it won't be Beckett who causes your injuries. Beg your pardon, sir. It's been a while since I've caught anyone's attention, sir. I apologize for any ill manners. It's not ill manners to notice the opposite sex, Tom. However, you must school yourself to restrict your interests for when you are not on duty. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Why, you clumsy oaf! By the way, Madam Supervisor, when I'm on my breakfast hour, it's my time. Don't horn in on my time. Close your mouth. You'll draw flies. Surgery was well over three hours long. The damage done to Dr. Zoe Malvison's back was detrimental. 
The bullet she received severed her spinal cord. It is highly doubtful that Ms. Malvison will be walking again, but she'll at least be alive and complaining. Cuban, what is Dr. Malvison's condition? Dr. Malvison's condition is stable. I was able to repair most of the damage that was done. However, I was unable to repair the damage to her spinal cord. She would have to have a wheelchair to get around in. An automatic wheelchair. Dr. Malvison is a very strong person, but she will be unable to move herself around without the aid of one. See to it that she receives the best aid possible. And if she gives you any trouble, inform me immediately. Yes, Lothos. Dr. Malvison's lungs have also been affected by the shot. She will require the use of an oxygen bottle to be strapped to her chair. If the need calls for it and the condition worsens, then it will be in the patient's best interest to confine her to bed. If that happens, all hell's going to break loose. If what happens? Dr. Grant, I was just thinking that all hell would break loose if Dr. Malvison gets confined to a bed. Why should that happen? You must be the only person in the complex who hasn't heard. Heard what? Dr. Malvison was shot during a leap. I think that you had better fill me in on exactly what happened to Dr. Malvison. A little over three hours ago, we were summoned to central control on a code red when Lothos retrieved Dr. Malvison from her current leap because she had been shot. need to finish this. Got to. I'm not going to let Lothos stay on. Now that algorithm that was incorrect from the logistics sector. Oh, God. <gasps> Tyler. Yes, Lothus? You are dismissed for the next 24 hours. If I may, sir. I'm very close to finishing the last algorithm that you gave me. I would like very much to finish it. And then be dismissed, if that's alright with you. I'll... I'll even use my own time to finish it. Oh, my beautiful child. How very proud I am of you. On the verge of collapsing in the only of your work. How much time? No more than 30 minutes, sir, if that. If that's a problem, sir, then I... I'll leave it alone and finish it when I return. There is never a problem with loyal workers. You may remain. However, if you fall asleep because of this work, you will forfeit the time that I have given to you for leave and return at your normal time tomorrow. Understood, Lothus. Thank you. <laughs> no algorithm is going to get the better of me. Lothus, the algorithm has been completed. Since you did give me 30 minutes, is there anything that you would like for me to accomplish in the remaining time that I have left? There is nothing that you can begin without having to stop within the remaining time allowed. You may leave. 
I suggest that you spend some of your free time attempting to get to know the young men that you were ogling at earlier. That might be plausible, but I think it would be up to them as well. May I come back later to talk to you about my family background office? I have some questions and I can't seem to find the answers on my own. Perhaps you could help me with them? So she finally asks. I would have thought that you would have thought of questions years ago. You may return and ask your questions when central control is with minimal personnel between shift changes. I only hope that Zoe is alive for the family reunion. Thank you, Lothus. I don't know how I deserve all the things that you've given to me since I've been here, but I do thank you for everything. You've been more than gracious to me and you don't know how that makes me feel. Again, thank you. Dr. Hugin, I... I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. And I didn't see you at 8 o'clock this morning for your stress test either. I had a stress test this... Look, I know you think they're a pain and a waste of time combined, but I'd rather you waste a half hour a week to be tested rather than have you get in a situation that brings on another attack that might put you down for a day or more. All right? Be in my office at 2.30 and we'll do it then. No disrespect, sir, but I haven't slept now in, wow, 27 hours, and I was planning on sleeping the rest of the day. With it already being nine, I don't know if I can make it that long without some sleep. Can we make it for another time? I'm honestly not trying to put this off. I'm sorry. 27 hours? What is so important that you would neglect sleep for that long? I was working on the CHD file. And then an algorithm during the last leap that Dr. Malvison just did. I finished them over two hours ago. The last couple of hours I went back to my room, showered, dressed, and then came down to eat something, um, nutritious? I'm not making excuses, sir. I'm just telling you what happened. That's why I wasn't at my stress test this morning. But if 2.30... Oh, oh goodness. Excuse me. It's the time you want me to be there. I'll be there. I may be zombified, but I'll be there. Then go get some sleep. I'll reschedule for later tonight. <laughs> Your place or mine. The infirmary will suffice, Miss Tala. Be there at 8 o'clock and no, we will not be alone for the test. Yes, sir. 
Eight o'clock, sir. Now go get some food, then go get some sleep. I'll see you then. He's your doctor, not my friend. Even if he is a nice-looking, attractive man, we need to act more professional around him. Oh, God. Entering into the elevator, she leaned against the wall, thankful for the solid support that it gave her. She wished that she had just gone to bed when she had gotten off her shift, but she had been hungry as well and in need of a shower. However, at that moment, fatigue got the upper hand as she leaned against the wall, closed her eyes, and lightly fell into a slumber. She wasn't aware that the elevator door opened onto another floor. Nestled in the corner, she slept, her brain barely taking in any of the conversation around her. It's about time there, Kimosabi. Where you been? Getting my throat ripped out by the smarmiest, snottiest bitch to ever bay at the moon. That's where. Aw, oh, you found a new love, I see. Well, it's about time, dear. It's about time. Alan, nobody could love that bitch. I'll bet that even her mother slapped her when she was born. Probably why she's still doing it. She's probably hoping that maybe one day she'll get the right face. Trevor, are you talking about Mom? Ron, get out. What'd I say? Too much. Get out. Who are you? What do you want? Hi. I'm Benjamin. Benjamin Andrews. This is my first day. Your first day for what? Uh, for delivering mail. Well? Well what, sir? Deliver the mail and get out. I'm sure that you have other offices to deliver mail to, don't you? Oh yes, sir. I do. Benjamin, stop. Don't even worry about him. But, but he... He's my brother. His bark is always worse than his bite. Ron, don't you have some mail to deliver to other offices? No. This is our last stop. Look, Trev, I know that you're busy and all, but if you don't call one particular woman that we both know very well, you're gonna learn who you inherited your bark from... Ron! Okay, okay, we're going. I don't know who the hell she thinks she is. And it's not that. Ron! We'd better get out of here before he really gets mad. Do I look worried? You better be! <laughs> I don't know who the hell Madam Supervisor thinks that she is, but there's no way in hell that I'm her mother and my face isn't open to public slapping. Ron, I told you to get out. <clears throat> now, Trevor, I think you better go sit down. <laughs> Yes, sir. May I help you? Mr. McAllister, I'd like to speak with Mr. Trevor Conroy. He's the one breaking pencils over there, sir. Thank you. Oh, jeez, Trevor, what did you do? Whatever it was, I'm glad I wasn't there when you did it. Excuse me, Mr. Conroy? What? Yes, sir. How may I help you? Mr. Conroy, I think it might be best... Not to describe your supervisor in such a manner publicly. There are rules, sir. But that is not what I came to talk to you about. Miss Siren has requested the money for her cleaning. He'll get the respect his position and age demand. Nothing more. 
She can keep the change. Good day, sir. Your breakfast, dear. Oh, I'm gonna go stir crazy if I stay in here because I broke that mask. Is there any way that I can leave? I want to go to work and and explain to that pompous ass what happened. By the way, here's the money Mr. Conroy owes you to have the suit clean. He said you could keep the change. He did, did he? Well, now that won't be necessary. So where did you see Mr. Conroy? Did you just happen to bump into him on the way to the cafeteria again, or what? Sit down at the table, Siren. I taught you better manners than to stand and pick from a plate of food. No. I went to his office. <coughs> Careful. <coughs> you what?! I'm sorry, Father, but this is my battle, not yours. It may be, but you show respect where it is due, Siren. You're not a child, nor are you stupid. I am your father, but I am also very much your superior in this complex. Now, we can talk or argue, whichever you decide. But when you address me, remember to whom you are talking, even within the privacy of our quarters. Is that clear? Yes, sir. I apologize for my tone. What should I do about my mask? Lothus has advised that a new one will be finished and delivered here by 8 o'clock tonight. I'll see if I can arrange for the corridors to be empty for a few moments so that you can get to your new office without being seen. There's a private entrance to it, but you are not to open it into the main office area for any reason whatsoever. Okay? Why is it so damn important that I can't be seen? I don't understand. If someone were to hurt me, I would think that Loftus and Xavier would have me put to death immediately. Okay, perhaps the brown paper bag would suffice for a while? I'm sorry. If you don't mind, I'd like to be excused to lay down and wait for 8 o'clock to roll around. Just a moment, Siren. I think that you misunderstood me. When I said I'd arranged to have the holes cleared so no one could see you, I didn't mean at 8 tonight. I meant within the next... Fifteen minutes. The mask will be here tonight, but you have an eleven-hour shift to do in your office between now and then. You've now got twelve minutes to get ready while I make the arrangements.
Ready when you are, Dad. So I see. And a more lovely ready I have never seen. Come on. The halls are clear. I'll walk you to your office. Thank you. Just remember what I told you about keeping the door closed and locked. I'll be back at eight o'clock to escort you back to our quarters. All I ask is that you do your very best and make your father proud of you. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Always. Opening the door, she entered her office and then turned to close the door and lock it as Xavier had directed. Going over to the other door that accessed the main office, she locked it as well, knowing that the click could be heard in the other office, where Mr. Trevor Conroy and Mr. Alan McAllister's desk were. Sighing, she shook her head and went to the desk to sit down, looking at the paperwork awaiting her there. Seeing that Mr. Conroy had turned in a project, she sat down and looked at it before thumping the back of her hand with it. Looking up at the door, she smiled knowingly and opened the report and began reading it. Two hours later, she had finished it and found several mistakes that he had made. Now, hmm, how to do this without the mask is the question. I have to talk to him about it. Hmm. I know, I'll talk to you when things have calmed down. I'll just go ahead and read through Alan's reports and then talk to you about it this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> this afternoon. At first, Thames wasn't sure exactly what he was going to do. Since he was in charge of the situation, he was now faced with whom he should call upon to be the new Leaper effective immediately and to get a new observer to watch over them. Even as he thought of it, he realized whom he needed. The person who came to mind was the perfect person to be either, and he knew that he could count on Vaughan Ricard. Vaughan was one of those men who lived for either side of the imaging chamber. Yvonne, your expertise is required.
Ah, hey, Vaughn. Hey, Quint. Looks like you're heading for duty. Yeah, just enough time to get up to Java Joe's. <laughs> you look like you've been up all night. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Shannon. That woman sure knows how to use her body. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I do. Did we have a good night last night, Vaughn? Oh, maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I won't. But it was damn better than you get anymore. <laughs> what do you want, Thames? I'm tired from all my exertions, and I just want to get some sleep. I have duty tonight. Ah, okay, I understand. Exertions and all. Never mind, then. I'll find someone else who might want the promotion. Sleep well. Screw sleeping. What promotion? This morning, Zoe Malvison was shot in the back. She's in surgery as we speak. Doubtful she'll be doing any more leaping. But I know you, Vaughn. You're not interested in senior leaper or senior observer. No worries. I'll find... You found him. Don't even think about looking at anyone else. You aren't the only person who's been approached with the privilege of a promotion. There are two positions. Two offers have been made. There'll be a test of wits and charms and brains. Whoever wins it becomes the new senior leaper. Hmm. <laughs> if you expect to be in the running for a win-win situation, just keep holding on to my lapels. You've been listening to Quantum Retribution Backlash, written by M.J. Cogburn and C.E. Krawick. Featured in this episode were David Alt as Lothos and the announcer, Jim Barber as Dr. Peter Hugan, Mark Bruzy as Dr. Edward Grant, M.J. Cogburn as Tala Lothaman, and Siren Lothaman, Shane Harris as Xavier and Trevor Conroy, Eric Dryling as Ron Conroy, John Lipsy as Benjamin Andrews, Seth Adam Shear as Quinton Sylvain, Mark Kalita as Juan Ricard, Stephen Anderson as Tims, Mark Robola as Alan McAllister, and Tom Davis as the production announcer. Production and post-production by M.J. Cogburn and C.E. Krawick. Executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. The theme music is available for download at sounddogs.com. Other music composed and performed by Kai Hartwig, Richard Owens, and Kevin McLeod. Quantum Retribution is a production of The Quantum Leap Radio Files, presented by DarkerProjects.com.